I saw wolves this weekend, man. There's a place like 45 minutes outside of LA that has a wolf sanctuary. Uh, I was going to ask you about this. I saw pictures of this. Like in, in my endless feed about, you know, the protest Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, I saw you hanging with some fucking wolves. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a, I didn't expect this. Swerve. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, that was a thing that Dolores had, had, she knew me better than I knew myself. Because in theory, I'm like, well, I have wolves. They're like dogs. You know what I mean? Like I got dogs. Yeah. Same thing. She's like, no, you're really going to want to go here. So we, we got up early. We drove into the mountains. We went to Angeles National Forest Park. And there's this fucking just yeah, windy mountains for miles and miles. Yeah. And we get here. It's a place called Shadowland Foundation. And they have eight wolves. And number one, fucking wolves are huge, man. I think we have like forgotten this. You know, like I'm not saying they're the biggest things in the world, but they were like all about Great Dane sized. And that was like, small size or not small right. but like that was them being like they get bigger than this which blew me away also i'm a dummy somehow i didn't know dire wolves were real i just didn't yeah. know that and they're like no they were <laughs> totally real like they just too big that was the problem mm-hmm. with dire wolves I'm like shit um but like that was, so i went to go see these wolves and what's great about those is they gave me a whole fucking history lesson before they let you play with wolves they're like nah bitch you gotta like sit down for an hour long presentation about my husband's dream which was to have a wolf sanctuary <laughs> okay and me explaining his dream and it's his wife like he's not even there oh <laughs> wait so, so this isn't dream. even like a, a safety precaution like this is how you approach the wolves this is wolf behavior this is about my husband's dream kind of yeah i mean it was educational they, they told you about like wolves in general and they weaved it with their personal story about the first wolf they had and then the the subsequent you know uh cubs and shit like that so like yeah there's a whole narrative to it but mostly it's just like it starts and it's these people talking about i always had a dream i always had this dream about wolf and i got a wolf once (laughs) and then it just like trails off and he's a really lovely guy but again he's not there it's the wife telling this story and then like videos telling the story but along the way i learned a lot of shit which is like you and i we've talked about this that like okay humans only really got off the food chain like I don't know, a hundred years ago, like in our minds, I think both of us, we, we were like, Oh no, nah, man, wolf attacks in Appalachia. And then I realized yeah. like, that's Cormac McCarthy. That's just, that's, I read that. Like, that's not true. <laughs> I looked it up because suddenly they're like, they're the most misunderstood things ever. There, there was like, uh, another animal, uh, that fucked with, uh, that fucked with a bunch of livestock and attacked people in Germany and they mistook it for a wolf. So they try to eradicate the wolf in Germany same thing in france a dude a guy was going around mutilating bodies and they were blaming it on wolves they eradicated fucking wolves so oh my god so, so that was like that, that that was like a form of like uh, blame it on the black guy like oh yeah it was yeah. a hispanic man i don't know but for wolves. blaming it on the wolf he can't he doesn't have language he can't defend himself he doesn't even understand the concept of what you're saying no this wolf back in, in in france times in old france times was getting blamed mm. for it, and then they went back after in it. the classic france times <laughs> they killed wolves uh with extreme prejudice dude it was nuts and then so so then we get to to to, to now right where we get into the idea that wolves even in america because they had heard of the big scare uh, back in Europe, they started killing fucking wolves. We have, we basically had no wolves in this country for 
years and years and years. A fact which is crazy to me because we grew up with like that bad Wild America movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, and just like also like Jack London and like the idea of the American wilderness is always populated by wolves and bears and shit. Fucking yeah. Balto. Yeah, man. Like especially when we were kids, we had this real influx of like the the wolf as this symbol. You know what I mean? So in my mm-hmm. mind, I was like, oh, they'd always always been here. Bullshit. Uh, it was like 1970 something, right? They had not been in the park since the 20s. The last wolf was killed in the 20s. 1970, they reintroduce all these wolves, man, and immediately affects the ecosystem. Like, like fucking, like immediately. I don't know how else to say it. It's like beforehand, these fucking moose and these fucking deer and these elk, these pieces of shit had yeah you know they were like the biffs of the of this world they just taken all the fucking resources man they're they're terrible human beings uh well they're not (laughs) human beings (laughs) i was like does he know what he did there was that on purpose these fucking antlered uh fucking pests running around just spearing shit eating all the fucking grass that's what Delicately happens. Because trampling on all the indigenous wildlife. Like, what the fuck are they doing? We always feel bad because we saw Bambi when we were kids and we're like, my mama didn't deserve that shit. But maybe, but maybe she did, man. That's all I'm saying. It's like, you yeah. know, we let these fuckers un- keep being the aggressor unchecked un- without a response. What are, we, what are we asking for, Max? We should make a Bambi from the point of view of like a wolf, you know? And I know it was hunters that killed Bambi's mom or whatever. <laughs> That's but, the twist. You know. <laughs> Maybe like a wolf that sees it happen and he goes, good. And then the rest of the movie is just about a wolf. Okay. So we call it Bambi a name only. That's kind of, that's that's our Trojan horse. It's a Bambi film and then it's just about a wolf doing wolf things. You know, I mean, I'd watch it. That's a low bar. You say that about a lot of things, including. And I would like, watch a lot of things. I watch a lot. Of, don't you watch a lot of things? You wouldn't watch a movie about a wolf that talks only once and sees a fucking deer die. <laughs> so he didn't tell me he talks once. So now it's like the Ryan Gosling of fucking wolves, man. Like, yeah, he, he's like the fucking driver of wolves. He's like, okay. I'm a wolf. I wolf. Well, okay, so you know what that reminds me of, actually? Because we could make, yeah. like, a wolf chase scene, like, a whole movie, like an apocalypto, but with wolves, right. okay? Because what I found out is, when, like, the thing is, when they put these wolves in Yellowstone National Park, uh, that first day, one of those wolves ran 60 miles out of the fucking state, went to Montana, because they were looking for their old hunting grounds, you know what I'm mm. saying? So this is, yeah. we, we can make this, like, a chase scene, you know what I mean? Like, like 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 the hunt or predators, the people just wake. This wolf wakes up in the middle of nowhere, but he knows he's got to get back to his wolf cub or something. I don't know what the ticking time clock is here, man. I come up with a loose structure. You come up with the details, Max. I mean, maybe like he he like smells a fucking like moose that he really wants to eat, and it's like the best thing he's smelled in a while. So he's just tracking this fucking moose, and this moose is a dick. He's just running around antlering everything, just being a pest, being an asshole being real boisterous this wolf okay. is like i gotta take this fucker down and I also i want to swerve here though because now what you described to me is this beautiful Werner herzog slash terrence malick like <laughs> it's about the hunter and the hunted and we do this beautiful like scenic he's just trailing through the thing moose is fucking drinking from the stream and it's got crystal clear water and you know we try to make it as beautiful as we possibly can but then yeah. we do like a 20 minute slaughter scene just like we we show it just eat, eating this moose alive right just, and we just as it's bellowing and we do a split screen like the palma mm. used to do <laughs> so we always have eye contact with the moose like i so, want people so we, to be we cold. watch the life leave its eyes right 
and then just like the wolf like blood dripping down and this is our protagonist right and at this point our <laughs> page five <laughs> so i'm not sure where we're going from here but i mean this is kind of the trap you fall into anytime you make a wolf movie man you know it's it's <laughs> what's it gonna be about <laughs> right. getting a nobel if prize the wolf, if the wolf is the hero you're already like running into some problems here is gonna make the cotton gin no like that's not gonna happen <laughs> this is what that, we know about a wolf. i mean i i think that's why you got to make the moose or the deer or whatever he's tracking like the biggest piece of shit like you 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 want it to be like the fucking blonde kid and karate kid you know that, that <laughs> fucking ralph macchio's got to take out you know yeah. we gotta You're make him rooting to see that thing eaten and we then gotta we do make, see it eaten we gotta like, make that moose the equivalent of that tornado and twister <laughs> like we gotta personalize it because like, you know like i think we've said this before but the bill paxton lied of, like that's the one that's the one that yeah. killed my parents i've been chasing this twister for 30 years because it presupposes, tornado. <laughs> it presupposes though that like this tornado's always been around you know what i mean just waiting biding his time he's the voldemort of natural fucking uh disasters he ties a leather belt to a pipe and withstands an f5 tornado well you know what i think that was like the leather belt industry really got into that movie in the, in the third act you know what i mean they, oh you think so like was the original draft like him and helen hunt fucking die horribly they get sucked well, into the vortex. No, they went but into like the a leather, bunker the... and they were fine. But oh. like instead, they... Oh, you're saying, okay, the leather belt was always a part of the fucking thing, and in, in the original version, they were torn to shreds? Yeah, but then the leather belt lobby came in, and they're like, hey now, uh, our leather belts are dope. What if they saved their lives? I would have been fine with that scene if he had like dislocated his shoulder or if she went flying. You know, we, we got to keep the right. odds good. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like a metalocalypse level, level of violence where like he got ripped in half, but she was fine or something. I don't ask for much in my Hollywood blockbusters, but in Bill PG thirteen uh, early career work from Philip Seymour Hoffman starring blockbusters. I miss Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's weird that both of those guys are gone. Yeah, Helen Hunt's still kicking though, and Lois Smith. So, mm-hmm. well, one of those I'm all about. You know what I mean? You know, like which one? I mean, Lois Smith. I mean, oh, not okay. to throw Helen Hunt under a bus, but like, like she's I, fine. I hope it's one of those double-decker London buses. I can give a fuck. I, I don't. I mean, I don't dislike Helen Hunt. I want to be perfectly clear about that. But like, what has she done for me lately? I don't know. It's a transactional not- relationship, Max. <laughs> I literally. I, buy I guess you got me there. I mean, she's she's existed without bothering anyone for the past twenty years. But she hasn't done anything in the last. She did that Beaver or no? The what's that one movie with John Hawks that's fucking lit? Uh, uh, where he's paralyzed and she's like, yeah, I know. I don't remember the movie though. Mm, well, John it wasn't Hawks. good enough to remember. I just found out, but. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's what she's been up to, making those movies and uh, offended that Bill Paxton no longer draws breath. But hell, yeah. Bill Paxton was a fucking hero. He started off as like a stunt guy. Shocking. You know? And and then he just like sort of stumbled into acting. He's like, kind of looks like a stunt guy. That actually makes sense to me. Yeah, he's kind of like a Bob Hoskins type where he's like, "Ah, I just showed up and they cast me in things. I watched uh, a scene from Mario the other day uh, for research, not for mm-hmm. pleasure, I promise you. 
and uh, it was it was the elevator Goomba scene, and I'm so just blown the fuck away that why Bob Hoskins? Why? <laughs> like because like how much money? Like what favor did he owe? Like what what mobster threatened his life that was like you got to do this Mario movie? I don't get it. I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I read like a cracked article like behind the scenes on that movie, and apparently like him and John Leguizamo like knew they were in a piece of shit, and they they would just show up to set drunk every <laughs> fucking day, and apparently they like both got pretty injured, like they got really fucking trashed and drove a golf cart into the side of a building or something. I'm gonna Just take scary. years off of Bob Hoskins' life, man. <laughs> but Mario I mean, that, might have killed him prematurely. Here's something about that movie I'll say though: I remember it more than a lot of movies uh, from when I was a kid of that era that I haven't watched since. Like I remember that movie very vividly. It's very weird, and there are decisions in that movie. <laughs> right. You can say you a know? lot about that movie. Can't say that decisions weren't made. Okay. <laughs> like there is some artistic choice. I, I know that it was originally pitched as like a rated R, like sci-fi. Uh, fucking dystopian thriller or something and it got like uh, all fucking botched to fuck like but who's gonna see a rated R Mario movie I don't know um, Verhoeven still. should have made that movie man fucking Super yeah. Mario directed by Verhoeven like I mean I'm not even that's joking actually that's actually a like, good no yeah that's a good call like like he, he would have been a good fit for that uh, fucking material man Could've he's made a that really look. interesting fucking guy because I loved I mean I don't know if he's made a movie subsequently but I did really love um, Robocop Elle. No, no, L, uh, the last movie, oh, he did, like 2017, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And I was like, holy shit. Like, same guy who did Robocop, which I, I mean, makes yeah. sense a little bit. But you know what I'm saying? I think that's what's really interesting because when I see Starship Troopers and I watch Robocop, I'm like, yeah, I totally see that. But the fact that he yeah. can stretch and do that thing too is amazing. He also did Showgirls. Isn't that a fucking mess? Isn't that like a yeah. legendary mess? I've never seen it. It's an entertaining mess. It, it's it's a piece of trash, like as a as a as a film, um, like a notorious piece of trash. Uh, it's NC seventeen too. That was one of the first reasons it was famous. And then people saw the movie and they were like, "Oh my god, it's fucking awful." All right, can you? Uh, and I'm telling you, I'm coming into this complete. I have no idea what this is fucking about. Can you sort of logline me? Can you walk me through the plot of Showgirls, or do you not know it enough to do this? It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's like basically about this 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 young drifter girl who uh, goes to Las Vegas uh, with the hopes of being a showgirl or whatever, and she ends up being a stripper instead. And it's about like this sort of sleazy underbelly of Las Vegas where you know dreams go to die kind of thing. Um, yeah, I've never understood the Vegas thing. I've never. Be- in so I, yeah me neither and i want to yeah. go like i want to go for dolo's birthday but i don't think shit's gonna clear up in a month you know that's not gonna happen yeah. uh so it's like but but, but but just in general because the coolest the most i've ever liked las vegas is in those ocean movies like that's it because clooney's cool because brad pitt's fucking cool man because <laughs> soderbergh's like got dollies yeah. just going the whole time i mean what it's the best looking vegas i've ever seen in my life Right, just Brad Pitt stuffing food into his face in every fucking scene somehow, making it look awesome. He's Um, a fucking movie, man. And my but my point is that it seems like well, because I don't know when Vegas became Vegas proper. I assume it was like in the forties or fifties, right? Like, so I'm gonna be honest, like, yeah, like I know it was like a lot of mob money and Howard Hughes, and like it's got a weird history, like probably a fascinating one that I don't fully understand. Uh, but I, yeah, honestly, man, like having been in a casino pretty recently, I have like no desire to ever be in a casino again. It's a fucking nightmare for me. It's sensory it's so, overload. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's sensory overload. It's so like, apparently they pump in extra oxygen to make people like make ill-informed decisions. They, they pump in extra scents that are designed to help people like, uh, make more impulsive decisions. Like they, it's, it's really fucked up. Like I, I watched this movie, uh, Molly's game very recently, oh, a couple Sorkin, days ago. Right? Yeah. Not great. Uh, but she, yeah, unfortunately, but, but it does, uh, kind of get into like the whole, like, uh, gambler atmosphere or whatever. And like what casinos do to like fucking, uh, drive you to make decisions or whatever. And, uh, go, going into a casino is just like walking into a place where everything is being for your attention at once. And everybody there looks miserable. It's like <laughs> all these flashing lights and bright colors and everybody is just fucking like stone faced. Like, uh, yeah, not my favorite environment. <laughs> Uh, I used to go to like the Hard Rock a lot back in Tampa, uh, and that was not great. Wait, you went there a lot? Yeah, I used to play blackjack. I'm pretty good at blackjack. I mean, as good as someone can be at blackjack. I know how to play the game the right way. You just got to hope that other fuckers know how to do that. You know what I mean? But I haven't been gambling in like years at this point. Um, But Las Vegas obviously has other things to fucking peel. I don't think it's all. I mean, it does seem from the outside it's all casinos all the time. But, you know, they got like fucking uh, shows and they got the Beatles love thing they got Cirque du Soleil and there's like cool shit out there you know what I mean right. but I'm like you I don't understand because from for the longest time I'm like what the fuck who goes to Vegas for anything because if it's right. only casinos there's casinos in LA there's casinos in New York there's casinos fucking sure. everywhere it's more like the whole atmosphere which I do get it's that glittering city in the desert and like the fucking food and the music and the vibe and the sort of trashy uh, uh, it's like a capitalism run amok in one city you know we should do, we should do the fear and loathing, man, because they left from L.A. When they drove oh, you're to saying Las that Vegas. we we should do a whole bunch of illegal drugs and drive to Las Vegas and uh, do some things that could get us arrested, but somehow don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. Is all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna <laughs> answer in the double negative. So, am I the Hunter S. Thompson in this situation, or are you? I think you would be at this point. I mean, not for nothing, you physically resemble him more than mm-hmm. i do and i physically <laughs> resemble benicio del toro more than you what are we talking about here? I, appreciate, I appreciate you trying to put blinders on guy but come on man. i mean i was just trying to like go by like purely personality here like who's the who you know like let, let's leave appearances at the door but no okay fine i'll be hunter s thompson that's I feel like if jay and silent bob switched roles <laughs> like and thought no one would know you know what i mean right like, what are we doing here guy come on i mean there there are worse people to be than hunter s thompson probably name him actually definitely donald trump mike pence steven steven miller (laughs) i was convinced at one point that hunter s thompson was killed because of his 9-11 knowledge because that loose change video and also like as a kid i didn't know who he was but i remember watching it you know, I never saw Loose Change, so you're going to have to fill me in on this. Oh, really? All right, so Loose Change is a mostly bullshit. A 9-11 conspiracy thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, it stumbles on, like, okay, yeah, there are questionable things, like things that I don't necessarily know how to explain. Uh, right. But that's the whole thing. Like, not being able to explain something isn't the same thing as something. You know what I mean? The burden of evidence is on the prosecution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, the fucking loose changes like this 9-11 thing and, they, and they, they bring all that shit up and then wait how did I get here initially I'm sorry what was the transitional link oh Hunter S. Thompson yeah. they show uh, like video of his CNN interview where he's talking about like 
uh, you know, there's no warning signs of this, which is untrue. <laughs> we know that immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's just like, but I think, uh, like, in any situation, you got to follow the money. Who benefits from this? And he's talking about, like, the Republican Party. He's calling out Cheney and Bush. And he's like, I look at it as a Reichstag moment. And the motherfucker dies, like, fucking two days later or something. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I do know. <laughs> He just, he just killed himself. He was clearly yeah, mad. I feel <laughs> he feel like he was old. He was mad, and he killed himself because he was tired of wheezing when he walked up the stairs. That's sad, man. Yeah, that I suicide mean, like, note's like, a pretty good suicide note. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty solid. Like, there's a couple ways to look at that, right? And it's like not not to like you know rank suicides or whatever here. Let's do it. Reasons I will. <laughs> but uh, uh, in terms of like uh, him talking about like you know he 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 felt like this old useless uh, not useless but like not as vital as he used to be and he didn't want to see himself decay to the point where he wasn't able to take a shit without somebody helping him. Um, he's like all right I'm gonna go out while I'm still kind of on top. Uh, all right I get it. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, really I mean, what, what else do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> no one was attacking his reasons for doing it. I'm just saying, maybe it was I mean, a perfect pl- storm. Mm, plenty of people like attack any kind of form of suicide as like a form of cowardice or whatever. But it's like uh, you know, um, like it's sort of the Jack Kevorkian thing. Like if you want to fucking go, go. What's the problem? I think uh, that uh, su- suicide is an act of bravery. I think the 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 things you leave behind are, is the because my point is this that like no one fucking knows what's happening. All the, the most religious people in the world they can be like, oh, this is God, but they don't know shit. Okay, they're hoping. Right. They're really it, hoping. <laughs> like that's it's, it's sort of like standing on the edge of a dark pit and just jumping in. Yeah. And you're like, all right, we'll see what happens. And you Maybe know. There's... It's probably going to be bad, but you still yeah. do. I think that's the thing. Like, so I look at it as like, no, that's brave as fuck. You can say whatever you want. You can say like it was selfish. Sure. Suicide is selfish. Mm-hmm. I don't think suicide's an act of cowardice. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I, think, I think it's the one thing you, you can control. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, like in terms of like selfishness or whatever, like you, you can uh, frame any human behavior as selfishness. Like mm-hmm. it, that, that's why Ayn Rand got to fucking spout off her bullshit for however long she and was And then collect alive. that social security <laughs> for the what rest a, of her what life. A, what a fucking hypocritical piece of shit she I was. I gotta love it. I, she got a cake. And she, she ate her. Wait, she had her cake and ate it too. It's amazing. Like, yeah. Well, she, didn't she also claim something about like the Native Americans were um, like like the, that that it was the white man's right and manifest destiny to eradicate the Native Americans and move them off their land because they were a less advanced people? Mm. No, I hadn't heard that. But I also thought you were going to swerve and be like, I don't know, at age eighty-eight, she said that Native Americans were secretly lizard people. I'm like, whoa. How did they go this far without hearing about the Ayn Rand lizard people theory? <laughs> so that's, to be clear, that's where you were expecting me to go with that. I thought it was going to be that level of swerve, like regular racism. I was like, ah, oh, disappointed. Mm. This is vanilla ice cream. I know this, uh, but. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry to disappoint you with the facts of Ayn Rand's fucking unremarkable life. I mean, I guess it was remarkable. Whatever. Anthem was pretty shit. cool. It's the one yeah, I like. You know, it's all right. I like Anthem. I know. Ego. Ego. You can read it in a day. That's what I like about read it. it in like two hours. It's like a yeah. hundred pages. I, I legit read that like uh, I got to school early when I was in high school and I read it like before school started. Whoa. I like picked it up and just fucking, I mean, I was there really early though. 
What do you think the the state of schools are, man, in this country? Because I'm thinking about like when we were kids. No, no, I'm not being a shithead. Obviously, don't laugh. All right, you know what? Fine, Max, you take over. I'm gonna go over. No, it was just the way you said it. You're like, what do you think the the state of schools are in this country? It, it, was so, it was sort of like when De- Dennis Reynolds is, is, is uh, doing his podcast and he's like, what, 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 what about technology? Hey, fuck you, man. I was just wondering how we're doing Because what I'm saying is we grew up in, all right, like, so it's weird because neither of us yeah. grew up in Fishhawk, which for people who are not from where we're from, was like very affluent, rich. Um, Has its own zip code. They got mon- their own grocery store. You don't ever, it's a gated community where you don't ever have to leave and there are different tiers of neighborhoods and the more gated it is the more rich it is that's and like monochromatic uh demographically i would say i mean not like 100 percent, but like damn near it was like a- yeah they, they let a few blacks in you know just to <laughs> fucking mix it up by the way just the cold throwaway like they let a few blacks in like because that's that word that like that shouldn't be offensive but every now and then you hear it in the wrong like there's mm-hmm. a little, little extra venom in that word you're like oh fuck and i know you were doing a bit i know but what i'm saying is like jesus christ man and it's accurate so our school was located there but neither of us lived there and i'm not saying we were fucking poor i mean like i was when i was little but by the time you and i met like we had climbed that ladder you know up or yeah down, we were middle yeah you had, you had a nice ass house i had a pretty nice house too yeah. like we were doing okay so i'm not saying like we were like so much above that but like our school being in the zip code that it was like surrounded in that community it's weird that we had music classes and stuff, but it wasn't like I've seen some schools now. Have you like really looked at these like super affluent county schools and like the kind of things they offer, the languages, the different type of music, the different type of clubs and shit like that? Because I think mm-hmm. that's really where it comes down to is the more engaged you get people from the beginning of the day to the end of the day to after school and shit like that. When, when the parents are demanding that there's money for those social programs and shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so weird that the disparity, because we lived in a place that was affluent but certainly didn't have all of that either well i i mean i I went to the high school that was servicing that community so my my high school was maybe i don't think it was too far off from durant honestly like the makeup of the school certainly was but in terms of what it offered it wasn't like a crazy rich school on its own it just happened to service a very well-off white majority population. Um, But I used to deliver books for a company that I won't name uh, to different schools across like four different counties in Florida. And you definitely saw a fucking difference between an inner city school and a school that was like a fishhawk type school. Um, Like the inner city schools were like fucking like there were lights out, uh, dirty floors, um, fucking library was very underfunded, clearly. Um, And then you go to these like very privileged schools and it was fucking state of the art computers. And like you said, like the music rooms were uh, full of like new equipment and everything. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of shocking a little bit when you see that, like when you deliver to one school and then another like right after the other the difference because it should be standardized right like every sh- every school should have the same opportunity yeah but you know but not so much yeah that's socialism man we can't do that yeah we can't let the uh and the, i don't know we're not going to fix the education system but i think about that shit all the time where i'm like this should really should be such no, an egalitarian thing like well like what are we going to do man like we we can do it we got to like start locally and show up at fucking 
town halls and stuff. And, and right. Boards and, we, we, yeah, we just go up to the school board. We, we run for school board, school board uh, president and vice president. That would be bad for me. They're like, which, which kid is yours? Oh, I don't have a kid here. No, 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 no. I'm just here to help the kids. What's your interest you, in uh, kids? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's your background in education? I I'm mean, not. I've been to a school. Right. I've, I've frequented them. I've been to the little one, little school, bigger school, and big school. <laughs> like, you mean elementary school? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Like you don't even know the names for the schools that you... Look, I didn't say I stayed there very long. I didn't. I didn't memorize the names of the school. You know, like yeah. I mean, I. Uh, so it's interesting bringing this up. Like I've been listening to this uh, "Run the Jewels" album, and there is a oh. verse from. Uh, have you listened to it yet? Yo, I just want to say, look at all these slave masters posing on my dollar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yo, nice. I listen to it. It's my new workout shit, dude. I go every day on the mountain, and I'm just like Yankee and Brave, episode four, and I start that shit off. Back at it like a crack addict. All right, take over, Max. So fucking good. Um, but no, there, there's a verse that Killer Mike has about uh, what they promise education, but they really give you tests and scores, and they predict in prison population by who's scoring the lowest. The lowest, yeah. And it's like uh, fucking like when you think about it, it's not that far off you know in terms of like standardized testing and like what it really is and you start interrogating that um our system's <sighs> fucked man can we get a killer mike presidency because i don't like I, and by the way it doesn't go by his real name he goes by killer mike like, yeah president killer mike <laughs> i love that like killer mike has like maintained a level of legitimacy on like the political stage where like bernie sanders like is happy to associate with him and everything because like you imagine like a guy that looks like him named killer mike uh, in the 90s uh talking to politicians and shaking hands with potential presidential candidates would not have happened so like i'm so happy we're at least here you know yeah i wonder how much of that is just the mainstream legitimizing of hip-hop which like was still an Probably. underground thing a little bit until eminem like i don't think we look well, at yeah. eminem and we don't realize that he kind of like Made he kind of helped palatable. bridge that yeah. bridge that gap because it's like and a lot of it due to the color of his skin too right. i think and, and he's like that movie, super skilled Mile, but oh yeah for sure for sure but if he um, was that skilled and he's even said if he if he had that skill and he was black he wouldn't have made the same difference and i'm like well there you go That's yeah, kind of and, I, and, and, that, and that was like sort of like a part of the whole tipper gore kind of uh, uh approach to hip-hop which like if we look at it now it was purely coded racism mm -hmm. um the fucking censorship, the parental advisory thing that she spearheaded back in like the late eighties, early nineties or whatever. Um, so I'm really glad that we fucking moved on from that as a culture and realized that hip hop is here to stay and that it's like probably the most vital protest music that we have right Did now. Did we get rid of parental advisory stickers altogether? No, but we, uh, that was like an effort to sort of curb like the youth and like that was part oh, of that sure. whole conversation of like, it was around the same time that uh, we were trying to argue that violent video games caused. It was like Columbine, violent. like right yeah. around the turn of the century. Yeah, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we just started fucking really blaming that. We were talking about that too. We were talking about the Looney Tunes because they took away the guns from Yosemite Sam and right? Bunny. Or, uh, yeah, or, yeah, Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. Yeah. And I, was I, I thought it was very interesting uh, because I'll be the first one to say that guns don't incite or like art doesn't incite violence. I really don't mm -hmm. believe that. Um, at least in 99.9% of people, art does not incite violence. Uh, but it's like, they didn't go back and erase the fucking old cartoons. They're all still there. They just didn't produce anything new with it. And it's not like the weapons were ever an essential definition of what those characters are. So I always thought it was like a fucking nothing sandwich. But I do, it's really interesting because when they said that, I'm like, oh, like I side with this politically because I don't like guns. 
you know what I'm saying? But I had yeah. to also work with my other brain, which is like, I can't be them talking about video games and talking about Marilyn Manson and Eminem, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, we got to find a fucking middle ground. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I think depictions of anything in pop culture uh, causes normalization over time. And it's, I think that what you have to interrogate is what is it normalizing? Is it normalizing gun violence? Uh, is it, it instigating gun violence? Um, or is it just depicting it? You know, and it is like a weird blurry line, I guess, but I'm never really for censorship. I'm always for, you know, kind of having that conversation though. You know, like uh, what, what is the long-term effect of this? But again, that shit's always such a lazy thing to me because it's like movies are, are those violent movies. Okay, you can talk about the culture that we built from mm -hmm. action films and the gun culture. Sure, you can talk about that. That's fine. Uh, but it's, it's, it's kind of like this, this fake fucking thing to begin with. I think that you can sort of agree with this, right? I'm mm. sorry, my fucking mind sputtered out there for oh, a yeah, second. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I like, mean, my mine did too. But, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you look at, like, the Reagan 80s where action films were populated with figures like Rambo and Commando from Commando and, like, any Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, whatever movie. And, or even Death Wish, you know, in the 70s and into the 80s, which is dope. But if you like interrogate what Death Wish is, it's, oh, it's fucking horrible. Oh my pure God. fascism. I hate it, that I like it. It makes me yeah. like, it's a contradiction, but fuck, Chuck Bronson just kills motherfuckers for two hours, Max. It's amazing. Yeah, no, and, and I know, and, and it, but, but like most of those movies are, are, are purely about like American exceptionalism and like uh, fucking redefining masculinity for that era or whatever. And yeah. I don't know that it had that many negative effects. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But I, I think that it kind of set back the conversation because like that was coming off of like the Vietnam War era when we were seriously interrogating what violence is. And when you showed a gun on screen for about 10 years after the Vietnam War, uh, that gun was, that meant something, right? Like that, that was a threat. That was a bad thing. And then like we kind of veered into the eighties where we started to forget about that. We started to forget about the effect of the gun. And then like, we kind of, I don't know, it's like a cycle that keeps repeating. And it's like a, the older I get, the less I'm interested in seeing uh, violence. And uh, I don't know. No, no. I mean, sorry. I thought you. Were I'm, I'm sure. I'm shorting out a little bit too. Uh, like, like I, I don't like enjoy violence in films as much as I used to. I think you know, as I get older, because I, I think I realize what violence means and what it is. Right. I think about that Andy Griffith thing that gets circulated every time there's like a national gun tragedy, and we have to have people use TV shows in order to make points because that's the only language that really means anything to people as mm -hmm. references in pop culture. But there's a thing where he's like, why don't you carry a gun? And he's just like, well, a gun, you know, can scare some people. And I'm not sure if the respect that I'm getting is because they respect me or whether they respect the gun. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. That's like such a beautiful, simple kind of idea. I mean, because like, I mean, we're recording this on what, the 9th or something of June. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're, they're seriously talking about defunding police department. Like, yeah. Holy shit, and that, man. And that's sort of where my head's at right now. Yeah. And, and we, we should definitely talk about that because that's an interesting fucking conversation. But in terms of like when I'm seeing police in the streets with assault rifles and tanks, 
and everything. Like those movies about like, oh, violence is awesome. It wasn't a badass when he fucking lit that dude up or whatever. It's right. like, it's, it's, I don't engage with it on that level anymore. You know, I'm not fucking five or 10 or 15. Uh, I'm, I'm done with the Frank Miller bullshit. I'm <laughs> done with the fucking commando bullshit. Like I'm, I'm past that point in my life because this is way too real now. I, uh, to speak to your point, I literally just finished Breaking Bad with my mom. Uh, would just watch the final episode. And I remember watching that as a 23-year-old when it ended. Yeah. And feeling like, holy shit, man, that's satisfying. That, that fucking last 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And sure, narratively, it is satisfying. But I got to tell you, man, just watching bullets, like, whiz like that, like, going through people, people being lifeless, like, and, and yeah. seeing it played for a glory shot, definitely spoke to me a lot differently seven years after I saw that seven sure. years, you know, when we had the Vegas shootings or we had the, the, the Orlando pulse nightclub shootings and shit like that. And mm-hmm. it's weird because I think it's like, we're, we're all drinking the water in the river sticks. Like our memory gets erased. Like yeah. it has a shelf life dude. And it's like, so, so detrimental, man. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do as a species. Yeah. I don't know. Who's to, who's to say where we're going to go. And, and I really want to be clear to everybody listening and to you. And I think you get what I'm saying. I hope, because I know it's been a rambling and coherent mess, but like, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm never going to say censor something like we can vote with our wallets and say, Hey, yes, we'll have some more of that or we won't. But I just think for me personally, like I I'm done with the entertainment value of violence for now. You know, it, it's, it's at our fucking front door and it's kind of, disgusting not kind of it is yeah i was gonna say like brave stance it's kind of disgusting no man but i'll tell you the the fucking you know the value of drugs in our our story i'm just saying man we really should do this whole vegas thing i don't know why i didn't think about it until right now really circled right back to that Well, because i said vegas and i was like okay tragedy but also drugs (laughs) can we like rent a uh fucking convertible and just fucking like yeah you know i'll, I'll do it like the, the fisher hat with the aviators we can do the whole thing you can I'm wear the business suit <laughs> oh, okay. the business? i thought i was gonna go into a bare-chested hawaiian fucking glasses <laughs> and shit like that uh no dude i would I, I saw a convertible today and it's really interesting that you brought that up because i'm just like what a dumb fucking car i'm sorry like i i think convertibles like that was when like us as a society i've like i've heard that dessert was the pinnacle of human yeah. society because we didn't need it <laughs> but we were like we're like i oh, sure fuck it why not right <laughs> dessert <laughs> yeah like dessert it's like we had a meal we're full and like right. hey you want something sweet? sure i don't need it it gives me no nutritional value but fuck it why right. not you, sure, know you I mean? want two thousand extra calories yeah sure, sugar oh. yeah yeah I don't know. I had a point I was making. I was making some convertibles. Analogy, but, oh, convertibles. Yeah. God. Like, what are we doing? Convertibles <laughs> are the You started thinking about dessert and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very hungry. I got to eat right after this recording. Uh, but they really are. I look at them and like, they're so stupid. And, and, and uh, I remember my dad had one in Florida, but he got it. It was a rental, but he got it for, it was winter. Like, so why did we have a convertible? Because I know it's Florida, but it still gets like to like 40 degrees in, in December. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes lower. It can, yeah. It's a dumb car. It's a dumb design. If it rains, you're fucked. Like, I guess the retractable ones are cool, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, those hard top right, ones? The, the like, ones where you got to, like, oh, the hard tops where there's no option. That's what I'm saying. No option is even worse. It's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, dumb, it's a dumb thing. Like, we don't need it as a society. We, we took an evolutionary misstep where we're like, you know, it's a good idea. A car, but with way less protection. I mean, it really is like that that kind of uh, Mad Men era sort of mentality in America where it's like cigarettes, freedom, 
martini convertible. I just know? liked it that it's like, <laughs> I don't need a roof. My individual freedom means I don't need a fucking roof on my car. I want to I feel the wind while I drive. It's like, get a fucking motorcycle, dipshit. Like, what do you want? <laughs> do you think that that was the actual car companies or just one fucking mad genius who took like a fucking saw to the top of his car and was like, making it? What if? <laughs> yeah. I, I just imagine that it's somebody who like drove under something that they shouldn't knock the top of their car off and they just kept going, you know? Right. I mean, you figure that had to happen a couple of times. Hatchbacks were just like someone backed up into something really quick and they're like, this shit still rise, baby. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, every innovation in car design for the past 60 years has been it's as the result up. of hapless accidents. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, I mean, because, you know, car technology seems to have followed this really kind of linear uh, evolutionary chart. Like what I'm saying is that it doesn't freak me out. I mm. look at the car in 1905 and I'm like, okay, that's. I get it. Yeah. But but have you ever like really thought about some other technological leaps that we've taken and been like, eh, aliens like or genius? <laughs> like, yeah, all of it, dude. Because I'm looking at it because like, all right, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You know that, right? But after World War II, we Operation Paperclip, but we also have that Roswell, New Mexico bullshit. And I'm not saying yeah. that fucking happened, but the conspiracy theory would say that we did make these incredible technological leaps. And a lot of people say that it's because we reverse engineered technology. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like you look at fucking like just computers, like I've been doing research to build this computer or whatever. And like the, the fucking leaps we've made technologically, and they're all like boring on paper, but they're kind of astounding. Like once you start to dig into them just in the past five years, it's fucking crazy. Like what computers are able to do now, what they're going to be able to do in five years from now. Um, probably even just, sooner right because isn't like the rate of accelerationism so it's like in theory yeah. something that took five years would take 2.5 would take a year and a half and so on and so forth yeah they're coming up with like all these fucking creative solutions like using artificial intelligence to increase like resolution and super sampling and like all this other shit i barely understand or don't understand at all but like yeah just the leaps that we're making now and like the ps5 coming out is going to be honestly <laughs> fucking dope <laughs> like the xbox is going to be dope like right. they're going to be running off of uh, solid state drives that are faster than anything known to man right now um it's kind of ridiculous yeah well and that's my point which is like okay so again not conspiratorially but you could look at a time and where our technology had a like a fucking huge boom and yeah. then be like what was that now obviously it's like i don't know presidents started saying let's put money into science i mean that's the answer right. like uh but but I, I find that really fucking amazing and i find it like that we have this infinite kind of possibility and mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm not drowned out by the existential dread of just how people hate each other and where we are, I, yeah. I stop and I think like, holy shit, we're monkeys, bro. Like it goes back to monkey Netflix. I'm just like, yeah. have you really thought about the shit that we've done? I was looking I at mean, a trigonometry equation the other day. I didn't understand any of that, but I was like, someone figured this out. That's incredible. Right. Yeah, no, it is. Like anytime I look at the New York skyline, I'm just like, holy shit, people built this with their we fucking take that hands. Shit for granted yeah. all the time, dude, that like we are living in modern marvels, bro. Like New York yeah. specifically, because a lot of that shit's still there. That's old. Like that was yeah. built to last. It's been an Empire State Building fucking 1921, yeah. I think, right? Like, yeah, that, that building still like stuns me to this day, even though it's like that old, like it's 100 years old now. Yeah. Just that we fucking built that without computers, without like super machinery or anything. 
just got always, some guys, nope. you know, well, I always think of that uh, Sopranos episode where he's talking to, I think it's Meadow maybe or AJ, but they're in the church mm-hmm. and he's just like, your grandfather built this. And he's like, he didn't, he didn't know, he didn't know mm-hmm. how to do it, but he, he could do it. You know what I'm saying? He didn't right. know how to like articulate how to do it, but they could do it. And I think about that all the time when I go to Italy and I'm surrounded by thousand year old things and I'm just like, Jesus right. fucking Christ, dude. So it's like, the, the, our, as people we have these like holy shit architecturally we went through a revolution uh artistically we went through a revolution in philosophy and thought we had the enlightenment we've had this right. it thing and it's just like yeah we're all mad because twitter makes everyone an asshole i get it but like if we ever just, it's it's it honestly we need to have a second version of when we took the earth rising shot People have talked mm. about that all the time, that that Time magazine, the very famous like uh, shot of Earth from the moon was yeah. like, guys, like, do you get it? Like, we're, we're like this. We're so small. Right. Like, we're so insignificant. And then, like, we can get that perspective back and, and just appreciate and, where we are. It'd be incredible. And I think, and probably every astronaut on record has said this, but a recent quote from one of the astronauts on the uh, ISS was like, yeah, like I wish every human being on earth could see what I see when I look out my window right now, because you just realize none of this shit down there matters. Like we're all like fucking living on this rock together. Like it's all so small. And then you get back on earth and it's like, it all just seems so petty. It's weird. That. It's about yeah. perspective, man. I was thinking about like that end, that end scene of fucking Men in Black when I was a kid, where I'm like, oh my god, it's all a universe, right. and they're playing marbles, and it's just like Ooh, they're they're in a giant locker or something. <laughs> damn it, yeah. god damn it, Men in Black. I'm still not over it. <laughs> uh no but i mean i do think about that all the time, which is like, yeah, size is so relative. In the same way that like we look at uh uh micro or quantum the quantum realm basically like you know when yeah. we break things down on a microbiological level and we have like those little mite thingies that are in the area yeah. you know i'm talking about like, man well yeah but like the, the fat little sea yeah no yeah yeah i forget what they're called too but, uh, I but they've, been, they've been here for billions and billions of years and my point is like in their perspective like they're probably huge like you know what i'm yeah. saying we're so big i don't we don't even register to them that's what's nuts. right so, so like, like I'm the only the, one here. I'm doing great. I'm big old sea cow. I'm living my life. Yeah, and but like we're we're, that? but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like who's to say that there's not some giant fucking entity? I'm thinking about like fucking uh, Japanese like fucking Wii games now. But like they've had that where like these great civilizations were on the back of mountains that were fighting each other and shit like that. And I always liked it because like your perspective, you don't see that at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I just I don't know. I think I think like yes, we are big. Earth is big. Earth is so small in our solar system, let alone the universe, let alone fucking LA, let alone New York, any of that shit. uh, I I stand and I'm so, even the fact that we got to space and we're like looking at stars is kind of a big deal for me. I'm like, fuck, we're doing it. We're doing it, guys. (laughs) I I, I will say that like a a couple places on Earth, and they're both in California that I've been to that like really do kind of, probably not anywhere close to like being in space level of perspective, but just going to like, the redwood forests near woods and just fucking being around like those fucking trees that have been around for like a thousand years and they're gigantic. Like it doesn't even like pictures don't do it justice. Really? Or like being in Yosemite Valley and you just see these fucking huge slabs of earth that are arcing above you and shit. Um, That's what yeah. I want to pitch for Dolores's birthday. Cause I was like, we live in California. Like we can Dude. get someplace desolate. Like why don't we just drive four hours up? You know what I mean? And, and Yo- do it. Yosemite is like something you got to see at some point in your life, unless you really fucking hate the wilderness. Like that's like pure wilderness and it's oh, fucking man. gorgeous. Yeah. I'm into it. They're bear. You see any bears? 
I actually did. Yeah. 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 Like uh, last time I was there, we we uh, we saw a bear like fucking like rubbing his butt on a tree. Classic bear. The thing about bears is they're so good at disarming humans. They know what's gonna get right. a gag reaction, and then they sneak <laughs> up and they eat you. <laughs> fucking bears. We start with the punchline, then we cut to the eating and the disemboweling. You make them laugh before you make them scream. Am I right, Charlie? Right, right. Yeah, come on. That's Hitchcock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's... Was that ever a rule of Hitchcock? It's Bear Hitchcock, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bear Hitchcock. I was thinking this the other day, not to swerve from Bear Hitchcock too much, but it's related. Why have we our entire lives overlooked the involvement of the federal authorities when we watch movies? Like, you put in a DVD, you put in a fucking VHS, that, like, warning FBI mm-hmm. shield comes up. And we've all been like, okay, yeah, sure. But yeah, can we whatever. stop and think about this for a second? Why is the federal government getting involved in the pirating or not pirating of films? Like, in they the put that on front street. Right, in the intellectual property of McGee. <laughs> right, right, right. You a ball? Like, any of these fuckers? Yeah. Like, I just want to know why the FBI is like, no, I'm stepping in because someone right. has to protect this. There's like a whole department of the FBI whose job it is to like be like piracy uh, guys. That must suck. Imagine you went to the academy, you went to Quantico and shit. Like you want to go get, uh, kill know, people around the world for, for the for the right kind of cop though, our FBI guy. It's probably a perfect cushy job, you know, for the Santangelos of the world. You know, it, it's like yeah, hell yeah, I'm in the fucking piracy department. I don't gotta do shit. Every now and then I'll log on to like fucking uh, Pirate Bay. I'll shut them down. They start back up in a couple months, you know, and I collect <laughs> that, a fucking that's fat their, paycheck. That's their Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, like Pirate Bay yeah. calls them on Christmas. <laughs> Are you going to catch me? <laughs> like it's awesome. They love each other. Okay. It's Batman and Joker. They need one another. It's legit an ongoing thing. It's like uh, fucking cycles of the moon and shit. Like uh, the the pirate bay will be up for like three straight months and then it'll go quiet and get shut down for like two months and somebody will get arrested and then it'll go back up again. Yeah, man. Those are patriots. They're fighting the good fight. Whoever's like resurrecting the pirate bay every couple weeks. You know what I mean? That's pretty amazing. I I agree. I mean, I, I may or may not use it a lot to download films. What's pirate bay? Sorry, I'm trying oh, to absolve yeah, myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I don't remember what that is. I've never heard of it. What were we talking uh, about? Pirates? Uh, we were talking pirates? about the police, I think, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, police are uh, sure having a moment right now, Christian. Are they? That sounded like such a bit. <laughs> like I thought you were gonna have something of me. They're, they're having a moment now, Christian. Are they? Wink, wink, and then you come in with, like, they are. <laughs> they are. Um, no. Uh, defund the police. How you feel? What are your think, thoughts? What's your I think, take? I think it's interesting because I think the, the problem with saying defund the police gives the people who are super fucking assholes about, we support our Leos. I hate that mm-hmm. shit so much. It gives them ammunition to immediately be against it. I don't think it's defunding police. What it's doing is rolling back shit that never should have happened to begin with. There's yeah. parts and purview or things that happen in a cop's day to day that is, shouldn't really be the purview of a police officer. And I think it's about demilitarizing, which is needed, mm-hmm. and giving some of these other uh, periphery responsibilities to mental health organizations and whatnot. And that's really the route. Right. 
it's like social workers, crisis staff, uh, training de-escalation, you know, women's shelters and therapists and shit like that. Like, uh, sort of like that whole arc from the wire when it's like, uh, talking about treating the drug problem as opposed to arresting your way out of it. Right. Um, yeah, like there, there's almost nothing but benefit when you invest in your communities and you don't, uh, be, be, because like, and I saw a police officer make this point. I think it was like a Dallas or Houston police chief who was talking about like, yeah, like when it's uh, when it's a mental health issue, send in the police. When it's uh, this issue, send in the police. Like, and it's like the police can't be a be all end all for every public problem that we have. We've seen how that's worked out. When you send men with guns uh, to fucking handle any and all situations, it's not always going to end well. Right. I assume um, that would it, be it, Dallas, by the way, because they're one yeah. of the few police departments who had their shit together. Their, I their believe numbers it have was, consistently gone down. Yeah. I believe it was Dallas. Yeah. I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I defund police. Uh, that term is very, uh, probably needlessly inflammatory for this moment, but I think that people are feeling some kind of way right now too. Right. You know, because I, I think it reads to people as, oh, get rid of them altogether and have no police that's the whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so that's going to give uh, a lot of conservatives and a lot of uh, probably very reasonable people too, like a lot of pause, like defund the police. What do you mean? Um, you want anarchy. <laughs> right. Which is not what people fucking want. But right. I, I mean, if you, if you trace back like the fucking origins of the police, though, like racism is built into it. Like the police literally started as the fucking uh, slave catchers back in the day. And then those same men were used or tasked to fucking prevent black people from ever uh, establishing any agency in the South right. or really anywhere. Um, so, yeah, like the, the police departments have always been fucking built uh, around that kind of racist ideology. So it's just a, a matter of fucking shifting that focus and shifting those funds into the community, actually helping people rise up. Uh, because I think that's the thing. It's like we, we have these, these factors that have always been there that are the constant in the math equation of American crime. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's not a fucking mystery. It's like you, you, you suppress education on one end of it. You yep. also suppress the ability for upward mobility. You suppress the ability to have a house in this certain district with red sex education and, and birth yeah. control. You yeah. fucking uh, start up war on drugs while introducing drugs to those communities. Right. <laughs> that old that old you know that what's old. It's like well when people said that in hip-hop back in the day people were like ronald reagan didn't do that and it's like well yeah. well like but he kind of conclusively did jesus fucking Christ. and so the point is this like i understand i think the headline i think that like you said the name is a little fucked but i think it's a wonderful and long overdue thing yeah uh, and, and I, I don't mean, see why anyone is against it that's the thing it's like anyone and and, and this is what i really hope that people read beyond the headline and i know that's not something that happens anymore but like specifically whenever we get fucking debates between these two crazy senile 70 year olds okay mm -hmm. uh, i really hope biden can stay on message for that hour and just really explain it diligently because well, i think we have he's the not on the side of it unfortunately i think he's gonna have to come around oh yeah he, he will and that and that's sort of the thing about biden that people don't or a lot of people don't understand like my more liberal friends on facebook right now yeah. are very into like the whole like oh two rapists running two senile rapists running for office like who am i gonna vote for and they do the little shrug emoji or whatever and it's like look 
the benefit of somebody like Biden is that he is a politician who is beholden to the voting public. Right. And the voting public right now is shifting further and further to the left. So his conversations that he's having with his people are going to shift him. He's, he's movable. Uh, he's changeable. Trump is a fucking uh, senile, batshit, impulsive, mercurial piece of shit who is playing strictly to a mercurial, batshit base. So that's the kind of policies he's going to enact. Biden, uh, career politicians, uh, they change over time. And that's sort of the beauty of it right now. Yeah. We can ask for better later. But right now, I'll take somebody who's wrong once and who can change their mind. Right, right. No, I mean, because Trump, he's, he's just the devil. Like, yeah. And I mean the biblical devil. I don't mean the biblical devil. I mean like the Al Pacino devil from the devil's advocate. <laughs> like at the end of the movie, like right. at the end of this presidency, Trump is going to smile. His face is going to transform into fucking Al Pacino the whole time. And he's going like, to try to get Eric Trump to fuck his sister or something. Jesus That's Christ. what happens in that movie. Everybody it's forgets. <laughs> Goes places. <laughs> you got to give it that. But. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I'll say this. You know, like you said, it's June 9th at the time we're recording this, not at the time we're going to release it. Uh, we're a little bit behind. Um, but uh, yeah, like this past week or so, I don't know about you has actually given me a lot of hope. Like a couple weeks ago, I was like fucking feeling the despair a little bit. But in terms of like the level at which people have come together, uh, it's kind of fucking inspiring. Um, like just around the world, like these protests and they're getting larger and more peaceful. That was like, my thing was that the numbers are growing. I mean, LA, Hollywood Boulevard down the street, man, fucking huge. Yeah, like, I, I saw that, that drone shot over yeah. LA. You know what I'm talking about? And it was yeah, like, yeah, dude. In DC, same thing. I was so fucking proud of DC. I was yeah. like, yeah, because you know, I'm from DC. That's my hometown. Like, and I'm from a lot of places, but that's my baby. And so I was like, yeah, get it. I love that the mayor changed that shit to Black Lives Matter Avenue. That's yeah, lit. I saw that leading all the Apple, way up to the White House. Yeah. Apple Maps already updated that shit. So when you look on it, like it says mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, fuck. Yes, and that man. fucking fence that Trump put in front of a public space in the White yeah. House to wall himself off. People have turned it into a memorial for Black right. Lives Matter, and they've like fucking decorated it with pictures of people who've lost their lives or for the fight freedom fighters and shit. Like, that's that's great. That that's turning hate into something else. Like, uh, we've never seen protests on this scale before ever. Uh, and you know, it looks like something's actually happening, which is weird. Yeah. Like, it's it's not like one of those fucking flash in the pan things. It's like picking up steam more. And more. I really felt like this was gonna blow over this last weekend. I not, I not too. anyway. Yeah. I just mean like, oh, people gotta. It's you know that, what? I mean? That's what history tells us. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, dude. It's the pandemic. Like, let's re yeah. let's really think about this for a second, man. We, mm -hmm. as participants in this capitalist system, we we're forced to work forty, fifty, sixty hours. Some of us. Uh, yeah. in order to participate, in order to pay our taxes, in order to have the American dream. But what it does right. is it robs us of participating in our right. democracy in a meaningful way. Everyone's stuck at home, so everyone can go out right now. Like, this was the right. perfect storm. It's fucking so sad to say that. But, like, George Floyd dying at any other time would not have done what it did now. Right. Because they, people don't, like you said, they don't have to get up at eight or seven in the morning and go to work or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And I think also like people uh, have been looking for a sense of purpose for the past few months too. We've all felt helpless and restless. And this was just like, unfortunately, perfect timing, or maybe fortunately in, in terms of like bringing about some actual fucking change and getting people to band together. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. 
So what we need to do is just have pandemics more. I mean, like, listen, yeah. not often can you make a case for a pandemic. I want to throw that out there. but Well, I mean, at the rate we're going, it's probably going to be around for a while, you know, and unfor- that is an unfortunate side effect of these protests. And like right. the, the World Health Organization has come out and said, like, look, racism is a disease that's been around for way longer than coronavirus. So we fully right. support this. But like get inside yeah well not not get inside but like yeah we're we're definitely going to see like spikes in cases and people uh because they're fucking banding together and now like trump is going to have his little counter rallies you know in spite of covid19 so yeah but here's the thing as fucked up as that sounds it's like yeah the numbers are going to go up but that only serves to fuck with him more and that oh, yeah. and that's not like a, a a political cost I'm willing to take. I, I I admire. I mean, I think that's a terrible thing. But I would say this: it's certainly a much more fucking noble cost than like I want to go to the gym. I want my hair cut, like the other fuckers were doing. Like if we're gonna take to the streets and be I, in groups, it's to protest this shit. You know, dude, my 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 brain cannot keep cannot stop from like going back to that to that fucking white people protests when fucking rednecks in Michigan or whatever marched up to the courthouse and like were screaming at other police officers and white police police officers and shit while like carrying assault rifles and nothing happened. (laughs) Like when you contrast that with like people, unarmed people getting shot in the face with rubber bullets and having like permanent brain damage and skull fractures and tear gas and all that other shit. Like it's it's just real talk, and I don't mean to be this guy, but like, what do you think Trump's second act is here? (laughs) He's because if he wins, holy shit, the country's gonna go in flames. I really think like people will take to the streets and remove this fucker. But if he loses, like he can't, he's not gonna be Bush. There's not gonna be some fucking eight years later. It's not gonna be like a quiet (laughs) ride into the prairie. Just watch the sunset with my wife while drinking some iced tea. No, it's it's gonna be. He's probably going to do what he planned to do from the beginning um, when he was planning on losing the last election, which is starting his own like news channel or organization. Oh, God. A propaganda machine. I don't think he's smart enough to even run that. That's the thing. The one thing I know is that any business venture that he spearheads is likely to fail at a 40 to 60 percent ratio, which is nice. Here's the thing, though. Like he is very he's very adept at commanding attention. And uh, that's something he did on The Apprentice, and he's shifted it into politics. He's always been a showman. He's a bad businessman. Um, but you're acting like the the last season of The Apprentice with him was a ratings hit. That shit was like three million. Like in its heyday, oh, was it was it? like a twenty two million. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, even that lasting part. Because here's the thing, I don't see what what his move is. Like, he doesn't have any other unless like they're gonna appoint a king of America. Like, he's got no other political ambitions or aspirations he can't seek any more power he was already a billionaire he could have used that money for nefarious purposes and probably did but like Mm -hmm. i just don't that's the thing it's like when he's irrelevant what then and i just wonder what it's gonna do man i wonder how many people are gonna be like i never voted Um, for trump you know i mean like i definitely think 2024 we're gonna see like an eric trump run you know you think so they're gonna put him on stage because in 2024, you know Biden's not going for re-election. He's purely, I have to imagine that he is purely going to be like a James K. Polk, like a fucking four you years. he's going to pass the torch? I fucking hope so if he knows what's good for him because he got elected on special circumstance. It's like, listen, every, everyone, everything has an asterisk this year, Max. All right, they're going to restart the playoffs and basketball, and it's like whoever the champion is, they can't fucking brag. They got it on the fucking yeah. COVID year. Same thing with the Oscars. Nothing's going to be legitimate. So, like, Biden, come on. You're winning, you're winning we'll the be... Special Olympics here, guy. Come on. What are you doing? 
Yeah. Fucking AOC still won't be old enough. Who's who's gonna be the the guy or the girl, you know, to 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 take on that mantle, to take on Eric Trump in twenty twenty four? Warren Booker. Warren Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Booker in any way that works for you, mm. because you know Booker, pharmaceutical hound that he is. I saw him. Oh, I thought you were inventing a new politician named oh, Warren Booker. Warren? Booker Warren is fucking, he's a war vet. Uh, I'm Warren Booker. I'm a Democrat. I love my country. I, I belong to the NRA, but I own no guns. Like, he, he's really good. He's, <laughs> he's covering a, all his bases. <laughs> a man of many contradictions. I somehow satisfies. <laughs> but I also respect the right to not believe in Jesus Christ. <laughs> evolution is real and also also on the other hand (laughs) he somehow just satisfies every voter in america (laughs) he's the most like i don't trust them mexicans but i'll let him across the border and we're sitting here like objectively like say what you want but this fucker can dance he's fucking simultaneously has a southern accent and a new york accent depends on the day of the week I would vote for him because I think all of our eyes are open. We know he's full of shit, but God damn it. You can trust a man who's full of shit to be full of shit. You know what I'm saying? I really love that about him. Can we just invent this candidate like that Black Mirror episode with the cartoon uh, thing? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Sure. We could do the Black Mirror pitch. Why not? Because <laughs> like, that's where we are. <laughs> like, if Charlie Booker was like, I could make that happen. Like, we're going to say no. Like, they're trying to make the rock president. And you yeah. know I'm a rock killer mic ticket. Like that's all I give a shit about. What do you think the rock's actual politics are though? I think the rock is a moderate Democrat. Is what think I so? think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's hard to tell like a guy like that. He seems like one of those, one of those people who's going to say uh, what's safe for him to say, mm-hmm. at least right now, because he's got a fucking career. But I'm really curious, like all all cards on the table, like what his his politics actually are, because that that's a serious conversation people are having right now. Well, the thing is, like, and then, you know, Kanye stumbles on some truth here is that there shouldn't be a monolithic thought with minorities, right? Yeah, like, I do agree with that. I'll say mm-hmm. this: before he was the rock of like super, super, super thing, they had like old writings of his that were published when he was like younger, and the thing he just decries more than anything is racism, which you should. Yeah. He's like, it's the sure. single fucking most disgusting thing that we've done as a culture. So I believe, yeah. if nothing else, he looks at what's happening and he has to have eyes. But again, it's like I don't want to presuppose that someone being black means that their politics are in the right place even if their heart is should be in the right place you know what i mean right yeah no i i wouldn't assume that of him or or anyone really you know i'm, I'm kind of past the point of assuming things <laughs> what a proclamation <laughs> what did you is there like some origin story where your mom's like you're at a crib you're three you're like don't assume it makes an ass out of you and me and Which like I since never, then <laughs> i never understood that i feel like it just makes an ass out of you why would it make an ass out of me because Don't project your bullshit onto me. Well, just spell the rest of the word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a cute saying that you can remember, but it's just not true. I don't like Mom it. Mom used to say, I said what I meant and I meant what I said. And she would say, just like that. And I don't even know what the context was. It would be like me trying to mouth off to her about something, about like, go do this. I'm like, no. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> She'd vote for Booker Ward, man. That's all I'm saying. It's your sweet little mama. You know, yeah. we can make him a biracial, uh, triracial. How do we make that? What's the perfect cocktail for a, a triracial? Like, yeah. would, would the, uh, 
what's the perfect cocktail there, to appeal we? to every voter? Yeah, because we're aren't we getting there genetically? We could just start splicing. We could be like, all right, this guy is 100% Cuban, 100% uh, Ethiopian, 100% Russian. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like one of every race somehow, and he just ends up being just white enough not to scare the <laughs> the, the red states. You know? Right. Yeah. But 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 then no, nobody can say like, oh well, he's too white. It's like, well, how dare you? That's offensive. You know? So you get you get the the liberals too. That's who we need, the liberals. The liberals, those libs, owning them libs, am I right? Can we change the... <laughs> yeah, I fived me. <laughs> I was in the middle of being like... <laughs> and I'm like, look, he, you leaned into it before it had a chance to fail. It was a masterpiece. Thank you. 